What's, What's up, ladies? Welcome to the Urban Christian Woman. I am Toshiba Oliver, one of your hosts. And I'm Leah Ross, your other host. Living as an urban Christian woman is an amazing gift and an incredible responsibility. We need God's truth to shape and transform us. The Urban Christian Woman is a space to help us grow in faith and steward who we are and the cultural context in which we live. On this podcast, we will excavate God's word and have great conversation about books of the Bible, discuss things happening in culture along with its challenges and how the Bible responds, and hear from and be encouraged by women living faithfully in everyday spaces for the glory of God. So listen, wherever you are, know that in this space, come on in because the water is fine and be equipped for everyday life through the Urban Christian Woman podcast. Welcome to the Urban Christian Woman. What's up, ladies, and welcome to the Urban Christian Woman. I am one of your hosts, Toshiba Oliver. Hey, ladies, I'm your other host, Leah Ross, and we are here kicking off the Luke series, The Mm. Ways of the Kingdom. Mm. Ooh, it's going to be juicy. It's going to be good. It's so hot in here. So excited. Ooh, we excited. We are so excited to be in the book of Luke and um, focused on the ways of the kingdom of God, the ways of God's kingdom. And so um, we are going to focus today on the background of Luke. Mm -hmm. We want to exhort you ladies to a few things. Number one, if you haven't read the book of Luke, we would encourage you to read through it at least at at a most minimum three times, if not more. Listen to it on audio. Read it out loud by yourself. Yeah, we really want to be saturated in it um, Mm -hmm. so that this study can just, yeah, we want it to be deep. Yeah, it's going to be deep. So number one, read the book of Luke. Number two, we are providing um, some companion guides for you all, um, as well as for us, and what we are going to use as we gather through God's, um, as we go through God's word in the book of Luke. And so we're, we want to grow as women of the word by studying God's word, engaged in God's word. And so um, you all will be able to access and download um, that available on our website at uh, theurbanchristianwoman.com. And then the third thing that I would say is please be prayerful. This um, book is so important Um, especially in this season. And God is so kind that he was leading us to this because everything that we are experiencing right now today in culture, Jesus speaks to in the book of Luke. And so I'm sure many of you have questions about um, how do I engage with what's happening politically? How do I engage with what is going on internally with me? Mm-hmm. Um, and those who um, I am in close proximity to, how do I engage um, in the conciliatory work of Jesus Christ through racial reconciliation? Mm -hmm. How do I engage all of these things that have been unearthed in the midst of a pandemic? Mm -hmm. And Jesus speaks to that. Jesus is here uh, willing to respond. He is our answer and he has the answers. So we're going to dig right into the book of Luke and begin some background. Leah, talk to us about... Um, 
the book of Luke. Yeah. I mean, like, yeah. what so, is it? Yeah. What's let's, the book of Luke? Right. Let's tackle background. We're going to tackle background to get sort of these broad strokes mm-hmm. to set a framework. And mm-hmm. then as we go through this series, we're going to go, um, you know, section by section. But yeah, today, let's just talk about this background. So Luke, the book of Luke is a historical narrative of the chronological life of Jesus. So it goes from um, the birth, actually from the birth of John the Baptist mm-hmm. birth of the, the, and the birth of Jesus to the ascension. So it includes the birth of Jesus Jesus' calling, his anointing, his teaching, his healing, the way he served and suffered. And um, it follows the ministry of Jesus closely from Galilee to Jerusalem. Mm-hmm. So it says, this is Luke's account, Luke's historical account of the life of Jesus chronologically. And then, um, you know, the purpose of the book of Luke, this gospel, is that it would so it's written it's addressed as you see in the in the very first verse verse couple of verses to Theophilus mm-hmm. for his certainty to know at Jesus Christ as lord and so that is who it's addressed to and that is the purpose of it and the purpose is also to show that the chosen people actually leads to the inclusivity of all people so previously where Gentiles were second class citizens, they now become with the coming of Jesus, become equal partakers in this promise of God. And really it's like become, it's like they were, it was always the plan. And now we see the plan sort of beginning to be set into motion and unfold in this way with Jesus coming on the scene. And then also just the divine plan of God, right, of this inclusion of all goes from veiled as it was in the Old Testament to unveiled with the with the arrival of Jesus, his uh, crucifixion and resurrection, then becomes unveiled. And so we see that even unfold in the um, in the Acts and the Letters, how that sort of fleshed out of, of, yeah, tracking back to how the gospel did unveil this good plan. So that gives us sort of like, this is what it is. This is why. And so give us like this picture of what is the historical background? What are we dealing with as far as the setting in history? Yeah, right. Right in history, we see that um, this this book actually takes place um, after the death of Jesus in the early 60s. Some say anywhere between um, 60, 63, even towards the towards the the course of like 65, um, 68. So, um, you know, depending on who you're talking to, but that's where it sort of falls beginning to mid sixties. And it goes all the way through his ascension as well. Yes, yes, yes. And so there's less than 30 years after the ascension of Jesus and people who saw and heard of Jesus saw his miracles, saw, um, the salvific work in their own lives are still on the scene. So they saw it and they're walking around as living testimonies. Mm-hmm. Can you believe mm-hmm. that? My goodness, what a sight what a sight and what an experience. Mm-hmm. What a what an actual I mean like I don't know. I feel like yeah. that would just be right. mind blowing right. to me to say like you were there. Yeah. You know, it's not just Which to is him. The point too of like uh, it's a it's a, honestly an anchor in apologetics too. I mean, you're talking right. about this is a this is a historic accurate account right. that if it wasn't true, like there were plenty of people that had lived 
and were continuing to live that could easily discredit it. Oh, for sure. If it was made up. Oh, yeah, for sure. And and I think also, um, you know, we're, we're not going to go into this too much. But what I will say is um, I think why it's necessary to know that and also know that the book of Luke was written at the same time as Acts. So Luke wrote Luke, the, the book, and he also wrote the book of Acts. And so you see why it matters because one, it's a, a, an apologetic, but two, you also see not just what, um, how Jesus responded on the scene, but you're going to see the life of the believer flushed out mm-hmm. as well. And it's, it's a sequel. The Acts is a sequel right. book. So right. they were written in tandem with one another. And then also in step with that, we see that um, Rome was a threat to the Jews historically. Um, we will see this chain and shift of command mm-hmm. within the first um, four chapters of the Bible where we hear about Herod the Great, then it goes to Pontius Pilate, then it goes to Augustus Caesar, and on and on and on and Mm -hmm. on Mm -hmm. it goes. And um, it it just speaks to, one, the political unrest that was there in the time, and then also because there was political unrest, the Jews saying, hey, a king is coming, a king is coming, a king is coming, that is unrestful to those who are in leadership because they're like, no, wait a minute, we're the king. Mm -hmm. So Rome was a clear threat to the Jews and the Jews were a threat to Mm -hmm. the Roman government. And, um, and then what, what I will also say is, um, oftentimes we will want to dismiss the historical, um, the historical work mm-hmm. of what is happening in the behind the scenes, yeah, but, like the setting and stuff. Yeah, yeah and so yeah. we're gonna you you ladies are gonna be hearing us talk a lot about interconnectedness, mm-hmm. and I want to introduce this word because all these things are inter interconnected. Now you're mm-hmm. saying Toshiba, why are you saying that all of this is interconnected? Because I grew up in a church culture and environment where social issues were separate from theological issues. (laughs) But, but that is what we will see as we continue to work through the book of Luke. It is a chronological, it is an orderly account. And as we have been going through this book already, like everything is intertwined. Everything is interconnected from the the verses to 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 the things yeah. to the the history to the purpose. Um, and so um, we just want you to keep that in mind that things are interconnected. And one way that we see that interconnectedness begin to play out is going to be in our key verse. Yeah. And I want to read Luke four and eighteen. And um, Leah is going to track us back a little bit as to the context of this verse. Mm So Luke 4.18, our theme verse for the book of Luke says, The Spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has anointed me to proclaim good news to the poor. He has sent me to proclaim liberty to the captives and recovering of sight to the blind, to set at liberty those who are oppressed, and verse 19, to proclaim the year of the Lord's 
favor. So Leah, track us back. Why is this the key verse of Luke 4 and 18? And where do we see this verse echoed throughout scripture? Yes. Well, first of all, I think breaking it down to, like you're talking about these these interconnected themes. Mm Mm-hmm. Right here, we have laid out the commissioning almost like the the uh, the fulfillment or the explanation of Jesus Christ coming on the scene. Here's he's saying, this is about me. And so now you know what to expect from me. Yeah, he's talking about his gospel, his anointed, yes. his anointed work for him to do. Yes. And that plays out in gospel truth mm-hmm. and gospel power. Yeah, yeah. Luke, yeah. Luke 4, 18 and 19 says mm-hmm. who Jesus is and why he's on the scene. Mm-hmm. And so he says that he is on the scene to, uh, well, first of all, I think we got to just say that he's he's quoting this mm-hmm. from Isaiah. Yeah. And Isaiah, then we're gonna, mm-hmm. Isaiah 61, 61 one, one through two. one and two. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, and we're going to exhort you ladies in this yes. week to read these passages. So you want me to call them out real quick, girl? Yeah, Isaiah 61, one through two. And, and we would even say read Isaiah 60 mm-hmm. and Isaiah 61. And then um, Leviticus chapter 25 Mm -hmm. and then finally revelation 5 verses 1 through 5 Mm -hmm. so luke 14 is an echo of isaiah 61 Mm -hmm. 1 through 2 revelation 5 1 through 5 and then leviticus Mm -hmm. 25 yeah and let me tell you why because he is he's saying the spirit of the lord is upon me and because he has anointed me to proclaim the good news to the poor. Now, first of all, there is there there right there is what we just said. He is commissioned to proclaim gospel truth and to do so in gospel power. Mm-hmm. So the Spirit of the Lord has anointed to proclaim. Mm-hmm. Now, what is he proclaiming? He mm-hmm. says a couple of things. He says to proclaim good news to the poor. He says to proclaim liberty to the captives and mm-hmm. recovering of sight to the blind. Mm-hmm. And he says to set at liberty those who are oppressed. Mm-hmm. And finally, to proclaim the year of the Lord's favor. And so those like elements you're going to see all throughout the rest of the book of Luke, the proclamation of good news to the poor, the proclamation of liberty to the captives and recovering of sight to the blind. Yep. And that in and of itself is a... Um, is a call out to this spiritual reality. Mm-hmm. The the cap the spiritual captives, the spiritually blind, mm-hmm. he's proclaiming liberty and sight. And then on top of that, to set at liberty those who are oppressed. And we were just talking about why are those two different why is it liberty to the captives and then to set at liberty those who are oppressed? Because it's internal, right? It's this spiritual captivity and spiritual blindness. Mm-hmm. And also it's societal and external. These This oppression, this, this societal, um, these, these places of societal oppression, whether it's the outsider or the woman, and he's go he's coming into those spaces to elevate and to claim to proclaim liberty to those. And then finally to proclaim the year of the Lord's favor. So we're like, okay, what is the year of the Lord's favor? That's where we track it back to Leviticus 25. The year of the Lord's favor was defined by peace, prosperity, and rest for the land. So when you look back, when you get a chance and you look back at Leviticus 25, what you're going to see is the um, this year of Jubilee. The year of the Lord's favor is called this year of Jubilee. And it was defined in all these ways. There was all these instructions. I'm going to take us there. Mm-hmm. 
where there were instructions mm -hmm. on what they were to do with the land, mm -hmm. what they were to, how they were to treat each other as, mm -hmm. as people, how they were to treat their harvest. Mm -hmm. It was talking about the, this year shall be a Sabbath of solemn rest for the land, a Sabbath to the Lord. So it's, he's saying you will not sow in your field or prune in your vineyard. Mm -hmm. And he's talking about also the way of, of Jubilee. And so there's this um, returning to um, to the property, returning sales, setting things right. There is a peace neighbor to neighbor, person to person. Mm -hmm. There is a rest to the land mm -hmm. and there is a prosperity for all. There's this precedent for sharing the abundance with all. Mm -hmm. So this, this place, this moment and this of year of jubilee was this peace prosperity and rest and that is what we see incarnate in the ministry of jesus mm -hmm. he embodies this peace he embodies this prosperity and he embodies this rest in his mission in his proclamation and his healings as well mm -hmm. so that's why this verse is like so central yeah because in it we see everything that jesus is going to do mm -hmm. fleshed out yeah and and even as you were talking about um, the year of the Lord's favor and the fact that it, it was the Sabbath year, we see Jesus in his incarnate ministry then say, I am Lord of the Sabbath. Yeah. I am Lord of the Sabbath. So we see Jesus Christ is commissioned to proclaim gospel truth and do so in gospel power. We see how he is the mission mm -hmm. and he points us to the ways of his kingdom. And so Jesus proclaiming the good news, Jesus proclaiming liberty to captives and recovery of sight to the blind, Jesus um, setting at liberty those who are oppressed, and Jesus proclaiming the year of the Lord's favor. And so proclaim, 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 he does. And so after Luke 4, Jesus says, I'm going on because my purpose is this, to preach the good news of the kingdom of God to other towns by the one who sent him. And so we're going to see Jesus uh, flush this out mm -hmm. and going into these places over and over again where his ministry begins and we see the ways of his kingdom from chapter five all the way through the rest of yes. the book. Yes. So, so I would even say like, let's, Let's rehash and rehash that verse, mm -hmm. um, those verses, yes. for 18 and 19, and commit those to our heart because, as you said, we're going to see that literally unrolled for the rest of oh, the totally. Gospel of Luke. Oh, totally. It's going to frame everything. It's going to frame see. everything. It's going to frame everything. Even as we go into the chapters, we're going to say, man, how does this chapter right. respond to how Jesus proclamated? Mm -hmm. Oh, this is the part of his proclamation to setting liberty towards those who yes. are oppressed. Yes. Ladies, have you been wondering how should I process what is happening in the world around me? Well, welcome, girl, you're not alone. In this polarizing time, we can choose to either consume voice after voice, ignore what is happening in our world, or consume the word of God, his wisdom and his counsel for where we find ourselves today. We would love for you to join us in our upcoming series, Ways of the Kingdom, a study and conversation through the book of Luke. Grab your Bible, your journal, 
and download the guide as we journey through the book of Luke together. And listen, sharing is caring, so bring a friend on the journey too. Follow us on social media, IG, as well as Facebook at The Urban Christian Woman and reply with hashtag all in T-U-C-W hashtag Luke. For more information and for more details on the ways of the kingdom and the book of Luke series, you can find it at our website, www.theurbanchristianwoman.com. Let's talk about people mm-hmm. in um, in this book. Um, in particular, we have sort of broken down. There are so many players in the book of Luke. Mm-hmm. Y'all, we would be here talking all day <laughs> if we talked about every single person. But the way that we broke it down w- was by this, um, because we see that um, Jesus deals with... Um, the spiritual, he deals with the cultural slash political, and then he he goes to the personal. And so as we go through the book, we are going to be able to see people who are core to um, salvation and, and the spiritual work of Christ. We're going to see people who are core to the cultural and political um, context. And then we're going to see people who are core to the personal uh, uh, context in which Jesus uh, does his missional work. And so we're just, I'm just going to throw out a few. When we see um, John the Baptist, Zechariah, Elizabeth, Mary, Joseph, Jesus, Gabriel, Satan, we're going to see even the genealogy that is going to be in chapter three, verses 23 through 38. We're going to see that pointing towards the core um, to salvation in the context of the spiritual mission of Christ. When we see Herod and Simeon and the shepherds and Anna and Caesar and Augustus and Quirinius and all the others, even Pontius Pilate, we're going to see these people uh, in the context of the culture, the political context by which Jesus is fulfilling his missional work. And then we're going to see people like the crowds and the priests and the scribes and the tax collectors and the soldiers uh, the, the, the and the widow and the unclean man and and the people who are following him, the crowds that are following him, Simon's mother, mother-in-law, we're going to see them uh, in the context of how Jesus ministers personally when he engages with them personally and what that what that looks like and how he responds in that context. And so um we're not going to go through all of them but as we go through the rest of these chapters we will be responding even more specifically. Yeah. Talk to us Leah about some of the places where yeah. Jesus goes in the book of Luke. Yeah, the the background um that we're laying out is we're going to see these places show up as we go through the book of Luke um beginning in Jerusalem, Nazareth, um Galilee, which is the good chunk of, we're talking about the ministry of Jesus. This is taking place in Galilee. Mm-hmm. He's showing up in the synagogues. He uh, endures the wilderness, Capernaum and Judea, and then eventually where he's setting his face back towards Jerusalem. Mm-hmm. And so as we go through 
um, the life and also the ministry, we're going to see him journeying through these places as well. And then overall, I mean, let's talk about these key themes. We're talking about this, this background episode is really to give us these broad strokes. And so what are these key themes that are the broad strokes that we're going to see show up as we finish studying, um, as we go through studying Luke. Yeah, and Leah, can I just say this as well, which is when when I was making reference even to the people and talking about the context in which Jesus was engaging with them, those people in those contexts will now transfer over into the key themes. Yep. So nothing is... Nothing is disjointed. Interconnected. There's our word. There's our word. And that is where we're going to land. Some of our key themes. Number one is the interconnectedness and impact of the kingdom and the culture. Um, And so, uh, Leah, talk to us about this a little bit because this is just a love language for you. Oh, my goodness. Well, there's so much richness, right? So we have this opportunity as we study Luke and journey through Luke to see how the kingdom of God is not this like abstract idea that Jesus came so that we could all get holy in and of ourselves and then zap on up to heaven when we were done. Come on. That is not, that Mm -hmm. is not Mm -hmm. what he came to do. Yeah. And what is beautiful is that the kingdom of God has a power and a purpose to transform in the culture that we're in, in the culture of the time and in AD 60s and in the culture now. And so while what we're actually seeing is this interconnectedness of how do these elements of the kingdom of God, how do these elements of Luke 4, 18 and 19 actually impact and transform what we do in life and culture. Mm-hmm. So this interconnectedness is so, so essential. And like we talked about, you know, some of us are coming from church backgrounds where it's like, oh, I kind of got like, you know, my Bible study from personal holiness and all this other stuff is extra. And now we see that like, oh, no, 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 no. It's not extra. It is together. Yeah. It is interwoven yeah. and yeah. gives us the full and purposeful and good picture of who Jesus is, mm-hmm. why he came, and what he left for us to do. Yeah, because the gospel was not not only meant for our salvation, but it was for us to be able to yeah. experience yeah. in our present day and look forward to in future glory. And so when we're talking about the interconnectedness and the impact of the kingdom within the culture, the culture does not um, frame the kingdom. Mm -hmm. I love this quote um, from Tim Keller, um, which says, as the city goes, so goes the culture. That is very true in the context of a Genesis 3 fallen world. Mm -hmm. But for those of us who have taken the framework of Christ, our uh, viewpoint on this is different. We say as the kingdom goes, Mm -hmm. so goes our missional work out to the culture Mm -hmm. because the impact that we that we have experienced through the gospel in our own lives through the salvific work of Jesus Christ is meant to be lived out where we are yeah. whether a person experiences uh salvation or not yes that is the hope but because we have the hope of Jesus mm-hmm. that impacts 
the culture in which we are in every single yeah, day. Absolutely. So, absolutely. It, which is why there is such a necessity for such believers necessity. to be dispersed yeah. in every facet. Mm-hmm. We we have um for 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 many years, I think for mm-hmm. for quite some time, uh, believers went into this silo of a bubble. And now here we are mm-hmm. and we're having to respond to some real yeah. issues and deal with it, even in the con- context of the local church. And yeah. so um, we see these themes, these other themes that pour out of this Ooh, interconnectedness. So much to be, like, this is so I know good. you got to We got to we yes. got to pull it back a little bit because we about to go hardcore in. But here's here. Here's some other key things that we're going to be. Uh, looking at as we work through each and every chapter, okay, is one, the cultural issues, how those impact, um, how does the kingdom impact the societal structures and the cultural issues, um, not just in Luke, but of our day. Yeah. Some of the key, th- another key thing is um, how does the kingdom um, and Jesus's life impact ethno-religious issues where the Jewish religious, the Jewish religious are chosen and they go from the chosen to now Jesus saying, no, 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 I'm extending, mm-hmm. I'm extending the narrative and I'm unveiling to you what was all along, mm-hmm. which is the inclusivity of all people. Mm-hmm. So how does, how does the kingdom impact those issues. And then we're going to deal with the theme of the heart issues, the inter internal and the personal, the internal and the personal. When Jesus comes and meets us, how, how does his, his way impact us internally yeah. and personally in yeah. our lives. Like yeah. the, the real heart matters. Right. The heart matters. The heart level transformation. Mm-hmm. I mean, and the fact that, you know, very intentionally and purposefully, Jesus has come to bring us back to God, to reconcile us to a holy God, mm-hmm. something that wasn't possible before. Mm-hmm. And it, it allowed that, that in and of itself, the fact that Jesus came to rescue our rebellious hearts and bring us into relationship with God allows it to circle back into this interconnectedness Come because on. we are rescued, ransomed, redeemed. We are made whole. Come on. And in that wholeness, then our communities are transformed. Ooh. And in that transformation, Come on. societies are, are, are affected, are, are uh, made, made better. Whole. Yes. Yeah, made are, better. Are healed. And so it's, it's this very clear line of mm. like my heart, my soul, my community, my 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 society mm, mm, mm. it never was meant to sort of be this end all like me and Jesus mm-hmm. my personal relationship with Jesus Mm-mm. peace out it was not mm. and so I'm thankful that Ooh. we have this beautiful broad picture in Luke of what it actually means when mm-hmm. we are given the gospel and mm-hmm. we are commissioned in the kingdom of God Come on. what it actually means to be a transformed person on the heart level Ooh. To transform in our communities mm. and to see those um, societies change and Absolutely, absolutely. That the kingdom of God actually comes absolutely. in those places. Absolutely. And I just got to give a subtle caveat and an and a extra hint. 
that as we're going in, while we're reading the book of Luke, we are going to be able to see the names of Jesus. Yeah. My God, I wanted to have a whole mm-hmm. service on the names of Jesus. And so that would have took too long to do in the background. <laughs> but what I'm trying to tell y'all is this interconnectedness that Leah is talking about, it is not absent from the triuneness of God. Yeah. Because he himself is interconnected and one with himself. Mm -hmm. So we're going to see the Holy One of God. We're going to see God the Father. We're going to see God the Son. And we're going to see God the Holy Spirit just operating in union and communion with one another and how that flushes out in the interconnectedness of their 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 triuneness as well as in our lives. Yes. yes. And so honey, I'm whole I'm wholeheartedly excited about it. So pumped. Y'all pumped? Ah, this okay. is going to be a good journey. Yes. Ladies, if you're enjoying the ministry and content of the Urban Christian Woman, would you take a minute to write a review and give us a rating on iTunes? Our goal is to get truth into the hands of urban women. You can help us by leaving even a one-sentence review and some stars. This simple act will help increase our visibility for more women to find this podcast and resources to help equip them in their everyday lives. So girl, what you waiting for? Just go ahead and do it right now. And if you haven't yet, join our community on social media. You can find us on Instagram at The Urban Christian Woman, Facebook, The Urban Christian Woman, and on our website, which is theurbanchristianwoman.com. So listen, ladies, check out um, number one. We got to go back and circle back. Okay. Circle back. Read the book of Luke. Read it. Read it. Put it on your audio. Y'all yeah. be having these dwell apps. Dwell if you want to be a blessing and support us with a commercial <laughs> spot. But for real, like, you know, listen to whatever app you use for your Bible app. Read through it. Hit replay multiple times. And when I'm saying read through it, I'm talking about literally let that joint play. Yeah. Let that joint play all the way through so that you can hear the whole context of the book, the whole heart. You can hear Jesus's voice. You can see how he's speaking to to all the things that we are speaking to, cultural, ethno-religious, and heart issues. Um, and then number two, download the guide. Y'all, we don't want to be talking heads and we don't want to just have this plan in your ear. We want you to be able to um, grow in God's word and be able to stand on a solid foundation. Mm-hmm. Um, we're just here for the journey with you. And especially during this time, many of you, many of us are asking these questions about like, what, how should I vote? What am I looking at? What's most important? And Luke speaks to this. Jesus speaks to this, y'all. So I'm so excited about that. And then third, can I just exhort y'all to be prayerful? Yes. Ask the Lord, Lord, you will you take the scales off of my eyes to see you as you are, to see you more lovely, to see you more fully um, from from what I did not know before. Mm-hmm. And so we're going to close out in prayer. Yeah, Leah, why don't you close us mm-hmm. out um, around the book of Luke? Lord, we thank you for this opportunity to study your word, to dive in deep and to get to know these mm-hmm. ways of the kingdom. Mm-hmm. We ask you now, God, that these ways would begin to be made clear to us, mm-hmm. that you would, um, through just our prayer and surrender to you, mm-hmm. begin to open our eyes to what it means to know Jesus mm-hmm. um, in, a, in a clearer and greater and deeper 
deeper way Mm -hmm. and what it means that because we know Jesus and our hearts are transformed, Mm -hmm. we are transforming even what our hands touch and where our feet go. Mm -hmm. And so have your way, God, in this series. Mm -hmm. We thank you for your word, which is alive Mm -hmm. and active and sharper than any two-edged sword. We thank you for the way that it will change us. Bless our times, Lord, together. Bless these women as they Mm -hmm. trust you and dive deep into the word. Mm -hmm. Bless them by meeting with them Mm -hmm. and changing them and transforming all of us on this Mm -hmm. journey together. Mm -hmm. We ask these things in your name. Amen. 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 Have a blessed day, ladies. Bye. Bye. Bye.